Welcome to the Head First Podcast. My name is Joe O'Brien, I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm currently completing a doctorate in health psychology. I also run the Instagram page Head First, so if you want to get in touch with me for any professional inquiries, my contact details are on my page, and they are also in the show notes. This podcast is sponsored by Spectrum Mental Health, so if you're looking for mental health support in Ireland, you can check out our website, which is mentalhealth.ie. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Welcome to the first episode of Things Clients Say. This is going to be a shorter series where I'll be exploring some of the things that mental health professionals commonly hear in the therapy room. Just as a precursor to the podcast, these are kind of general things that therapists might hear from their clients and they are not specific to the people that I work with or the clinicians that I work with either. In addition to that, it's important to remember that everyone is at a different stage of their journey when it comes to mental health, and it's important not to compare where you're at with what is discussed in these podcasts. So with that in mind, I'm going to start off uh, this episode with something that I hear all the time, and I know this is common with mental health professionals across the board, and that is when a client says, why would talking about it help? So with my own work, I often have people come in with this skepticism, I guess. I've had people say, you know, in week one, um, and like, especially in the early stages. So, you know, asking me, are we just going to talk about it or, or what? You know, almost expecting like the homework or like being told what to do. And I think that's a really fair point um, for lots of people. The work that maybe they've done before is really prescriptive. They'll be told, you know, do this or do that. Or they'll be told you need to change this. Um, and you know, even like, you know, before we next meet, you need to do this amount of workouts or you need to do this journaling exercise or whatever that looks like. There's this kind of prescriptive homework piece. So understandably, people think, well, are we only going to talk about it? You know, what's talking about it going to do? And I wanted to explore that because it's a really valid concern. I think the thing to take from it is that, um, I guess by talking about something, it gives you the opportunity to explore it or understand it or I guess sometimes challenge it as well. And I liken this to believing in Santa Claus. So hear me out on this one. Um, when we're children, a lot of us believe in Santa Claus. It's an entirely normal part of some people's upbringing. And we'll continue to believe in Santa Claus until one of two things happens. One, our parents or our caregivers, they sit us down and they say, you know, Santa isn't real. Or two, the evidence becomes so great or we, you know, we hear from other people or we discover something that we start to kind of question it ourselves and change our views. So either way, we get the opportunity to understand and challenge the beliefs that we previously held. And that's sometimes why therapy and talking about it can be helpful. So for some people, the beliefs that we hold, whether that's about ourselves or about the world or about food or about anything, actually. So some of those beliefs that we hold can actually be harmful. And unless we get the chance to challenge those beliefs or challenge those thoughts, we might continue to believe them. So I'll give you an example of how this works in my work. Um let's say if a child has had their parents always tease them and always criticize them for gaining weight um, and praise them for losing weight throughout their their whole upbringing 
that child might begin to kind of believe that their weight is associated with their value. So the message they might learn is that my parents love me when I'm smaller, um, therefore it's important to be smaller. Um, they might learn that being bigger or when I gain weight is bad and that people don't like me unless I'm smaller because that's the experiences that they've had. And they're going to believe that because that's the environment that they grew up in, right? It's similar to the Santa thing, right? It's we, we believe in, in Santa because that's the messages that we've always got. Now, going back to that idea, we, I guess, as adults, we don't believe in Santa because at some point someone challenged that belief, whether that was us or that was our parents or whoever it was that told us. At some point, we challenged the idea that this is real and maybe we were shown something different or we were told something different. So we were given the opportunity to change our beliefs. With the weight example and the child, that child might continue to believe that they need to be smaller to be liked until they challenge that for themselves or until someone shows them something differently. But nobody does that. Parents can do it with Santa. They might sit you down and say, he's not real. You know, that's a fantasy that's made up for, for children. But it rarely happens when it comes to something like weight, that someone's parents or their caregivers sit them down and they say, hey, we've always judged you for your weight and we, we put an immense amount of value on that, but that's not actually important. What's important is the value you bring as a human being, the person that you are is the thing that matters or you know your unique situation or your unique values are what matters most, not your size. Right? Parents generally don't or caregivers or the people around us generally don't correct that belief as we go on and that belief can be quite harmful. And unless that belief is corrected, um, people will continue to believe them, believe those things. They'll continue to believe the messages that they've always been surrounded with or the, the things that are reflected um, in the experiences that they've had. And it's very rare that people get the chance to challenge those stories that we tell ourselves. In fact, sometimes people won't even be aware that those things are there. We might not even be aware that this internal dialogue is kind of unhelpful to us or that the stories that we tell ourselves are harmful. So when people ask, what is talking about it going to do? Talking about a specific difficulty can give someone an understanding of what's going on. It can help someone challenge those unhelpful beliefs and um, and those might be the things that are maybe holding someone back, the kind of narratives we tell ourselves or the stories we tell ourselves. Again, if you continue with the, the previous example, um, when that child grows up, as an example, that adult might not realize that they're always criticizing their weight. They might not recognize that um, when they weigh themselves and they are maybe heavier than they usually are, that it brings up difficult emotions that are hard to kind of cope with. They might not know that their value is kind of tied in with their weight because it's it's so, um, I guess it's so deep. It's so ingrained in them that that's what they believe. It's It's almost automatic. So they might think that their weight is their value until someone helps them understand and challenge that belief. And that's the part that can be done through talking about it. Another great example of, I guess, when talking about it can help is when people say, it's in the past, I can't change it. 
you know, what's, what's talking about it going to do if it's in the past? And this particular one is, is quite deep, but I'll keep it short. Um, the reason it might sometimes be useful to revisit those past experiences is to help process them in a safe way. So let's say someone has gone through a traumatic experience and at the time maybe didn't process it or didn't acknowledge it. That experience can kind of stick with people and cause distress for people in the present. And what talking about it can do is give people the opportunity to respond in a safe way, in a way that maybe they didn't have the opportunity to do or even the capacity to do at the time. So yeah, it's not changing the past. It's not ever going to. But it's processing some of those emotions or feelings that maybe didn't get the chance to be processed safely or expressed safely at the time. I think the the grief example is maybe the one that resonates with most people. If you've ever heard someone say, I never got the chance to grieve properly or I've never got the chance to grieve. And for those people without giving, giving themselves the chance to do that, it can be hard to kind of come to terms with a loss. So what talking about it might do in that instance is kind of help process some of those emotions in a safe way so that it doesn't impact life significantly in the present. So I hope that gives you some sort of an understanding or some sort of an insight into why talking about it can be so powerful and so helpful. I think the main things to come away with is that it gives someone the opportunity to challenge old beliefs, challenge unhelpful beliefs that are maybe ingrained there. And sometimes those psychological changes, sometimes those cognitive changes are the things that we need to create change in the present, change in our behavior or our emotions or our internal distress. So yeah, hopefully that gives you some insight into why talking about something might be useful. Um, and I hope you liked these, this first shorter episode. Let me know what you think and thanks for tuning in.